All right, hello, idiots on parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, J, 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 J. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're not Jake. You're not Jake. You're Tony Carr. <laughs> I am not Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake. What's uh, up, buddy? We, we have some tragic news. Jake was killed uh, over Christmas break. Over Christmas. Uh, uh, at least that's what I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know where he is right now. We had made plans to record tonight, and he's not here, so I'm just assuming he's dead. I'm going to assume that he was uh, mugged and beaten severely by uh, clan clansmen. Uh, they, they didn't realize that Jake was one of their own. They said, get him, and they beat him to death, and only after they beat him to death, they went, wait, he's a cracker honky like us, and they actually felt bad. The clan felt bad they beat up a white person so uh it was a very odd turn of events i'm sure everybody will see it in the news tomorrow but but jake's dead and we have tony carr here hello tony what's up how are you buddy i am well i met tony we're gonna get into all things tony carr in a second i met tony several maybe five four years ago six i don't know i'm bad with time at the i, I was improv- hoping you were gonna say how we met because i don't know i uh when I was opening for I was got, I got Godfrey at the Chicago Improv. The Chicago Improv, Schomburg Improv. I was opening for Godfrey. Okay. And you came out to a show. And that's where I met you, was at the Schomburg Improv. So That makes sense. Tony runs. Uh, tell us. you have a, It's a website. It's an app. It's the Chicago Comedy Scene. And you have you've had how long have you had that? It, it that runs stand up comedy twenty four seven. It just runs correctly, correct? It, yep. It's uh, it's been around for seven years at this point. So, uh, we're getting there. You know, they say they say if you make it uh, five years, you're you're official. So, it's it's been around for uh, for seven years. It's gone through some changes throughout that time, but uh, but yeah, it's it's doing all right. And as as I, as it as I said, it it, it plays stand up comedy, uh, just twenty four seven. If you ever uh, tune into Chicago comedy scene, the website, or if you download the app, it'll just it it's running stand up comedy. So you're driving in your car, uh, you're sitting at work with headphones on, you can just get your giggle on. Correct. Yep, yep. And it's all the comics on Chicago's comedy scene are from from Illinois or connected to Illinois. Uh, I mean, we have we have some Iowa guys on, but they spend all their time in Illinois performing, you know. Uh, so that that's kind of the that was kind of the the th- you know the the dream of it, you know. It, it was like supposed to be Chicago's virtual stage, is kind of what I have always said. Well, not just that, but as I said, we're going to talk all things uh, Chicago comedy scene website slash app. You just called it uh, the virtual stage for Windy City Comedy, but you have a, a physical stage, too. You promote comedy shows, so you have the, the website, the app that's playing stand-up comedy, and you put together live shows to feature comedy comedians, too. So it's, it's not only are you pushing comedy on the web, but then you try and get people out of their homes. It's not just sit back and listen to it uh, and and isolate yourself. It's get out of the house and here's a comedy Chicago Chicago comedy scene presents show. Do you have uh, regular shows right now, or are they hodgepodge? Are they one offs where you can get them? Or uh, you know, we we have a little of everything. We have uh, I, I we're at um, the Maggianos in Naperville almost every month, um, which I've do, done and enjoyed very much. 
I'd love to have you back. Let's talk about that when we get done, because uh, it's been a while, and uh, I'd love to have you back out. We do also, um, you know, just wh- wherever people have us, uh, and as long as they're willing to pay. You know, we get a lot of charity requests, and we do a few of those a year, but uh, for the most part, you know, we're we're trying to make a couple bucks and, and give these comics a place to, you know, home their their craft you know well i know what you mean about a lot of places especially in a bigger city like chicago where the entertainment options are limitless it's a matter of sure i'd have comedy here uh you guys just show up and do it free because they they tend to know that there are a lot of comics and comics want a stage and they want an outlet so a lot of places will say sure i'll give you a stage but you know i keep the door i keep the liquor and the nice thing about what you just said is you actively say no if you're going to put on a show let's make it professional let's you don't just want to put a sign out that says free comedy because you're not going to draw the right kind of clientele let's invest a little money let's get some professional comics to get paid and give your audience not just you know an open micer with five minutes that's on stage for 45 and not really able to fill it but let's hire a professional comedian that's gonna when people show up they're gonna laugh they're gonna have a good time and they're gonna say I really enjoyed comedy I'm glad I went out and that way the venue wants to have the comedy again and you build your brand name Exactly. Uh, when I pitch a place, I tell them uh, I'm going to show up with top quality equipment. I'm going to show up with lights, sound system, and uh, 90 minutes of comedy. Whether that's four comics delivering that, or or you know three comics and one does you know uh, an extended set. Uh, you know, it's not. There's no. There's no open mic feel to the shows I do, and. Because of that, I've been able to uh, do a lot of repeat shows. Most places that have us have us back numerous times. It's just the hard, the hardest thing is getting them to have the show in the first place. Once we have one show, it's really easy to sell them the second and third and fourth show. Nice. Um, now let's see how good your memory is because um, I, I, I love the Naperville uh, show. Um, but my favorite was the first one I did for you, and I don't know if they still have it. It was in an upstairs movie theater, independent sort of, not not even big screen movie theater, but I think they showed movies, but they also had a live performance venue. There, it, it's sort of like a maze. Do you remember the place I'm talking about? It seemed like a fire trap, kind of, but in a cool way. <laughs> yeah, uh, that place was, it's, it was called Wallace Hall. Um we're still we're still pretty tight friends with them, but we're not doing shows with them at at the moment. Uh, but yeah, that was your favorite show that you've done with me. That's that's my boggling. I loved to me. the venue because it was so interesting and eclectic. Um, didn't they show well, sort of independent movies on Sunday nights or something? And we were in the center room, and they had side rooms, and they had a popcorn area. I just remember it had a lot of twists and turns and corners. And the main room was in the center, but it was still um, intimate and nice. And we only yeah, had no, maybe 30 people. But when 30 people are in a small room and they actively came out to see comedy, I will take 30 people who came to see comedy over 200 that are just indifferent any day. Right. That place, uh, I don't think you you knew this, and I probably shouldn't say it on this podcast, but I'm gonna. Um, it's got a little bit of a speakeasy uh 
undertone to it because everyone at that show has to have an invitation. The reason being is they're licensed to have private events, but not public events. Interesting. Which, yeah, so the people that show up there, they kind of, it is kind of a little, like we can't advertise that show. Like when we put it on Facebook, we say, if you'd like to come to the show, send us a message and we'll send you an invite. Which is a bizarre thing, but it worked. I mean, we chose for there for three years or something like that, and uh, you know the people that I think people liked that it was kind of it was almost sneaky. That I haven't thought of this in years, but um, the first time I ever took the stage was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That was the first time I did an open microphone, and it was at a bar called the Safe House, and that actively was modeled after a speakeasy. There were. Two entrances. I believe there was a entrance that um, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I'm, I'm not able to. I there was there was one hidden entrance entrance that everyone used. It was like it had a storefront on the main street, but if you walked down an alley, there was a side door, and that's where you were supposed to go in. And you would walk in to this door. And it was just a little cubby of a room. It was supposed. It was modeled. No, I'm sorry. I take everything back that I just said. Uh, it was not modeled after a speakeasy. It was modeled after Eastern Europe. It was after. It was modeled after uh, East Berlin. So you'd walk in, and it was just a little cubby of a room uh, with a fake bookshelf and a person sitting there. And you'd have to whisper a password. And when you whisper the correct password, the bookshelf would move aside, and then you could enter through a small uh, hallway the actual bar, and then it opened up wide into a, a restaurant and a bar. But if you didn't know the password, uh, then there was a camera that w- was hidden and showing the, the room to the bar patrons. And if you got the password wrong, you had to do like a dance or jumping jacks or embarrass yourself so that everybody <laughs> in the bar... And so when you sped, said speakeasy, my mind thought, oh, I, that, that's sort of what, how I got started. Is, it was the open mic at uh, the safe house. And then as I was talking, I'm like, wait, that wasn't a speakeasy. That was East Berlin. But either way, it's the same sort of vibe where it was open to the public, but you kind of had to trick to get in. You know, you couldn't just walk in the front door. Right. Anybody that could come in. That sounds super but you, cool. I kind of want to check it out now. I think it's still around. You'll anyone uh, listening can Google the Safe House, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and if it comes up, it comes up. And uh, you talk about not saying things on the podcast. I shouldn't say this, but the password has always been, and possibly always will be. Don't don't quote me on this. I'm looking for a safe house. So when the person leaned in, you'd just go, "I'm looking for a safe house," and then they would let you in. Uh, and the, the the trick was bringing people from out of town that didn't know that, and they had to do whatever, like make a silly face or jump on one foot. So, and then when you went in, everybody in the bar cheered, like, "Hey, we just saw you do it, jumping on one foot." <laughs> I love I love the the concept, though. I mean, so many places are just the the same. You know what I mean? So any any place that's got something like that that's a little bit a little bit odd, I excites me. You know. Yeah, that's neat. Now, um, going back to uh, uh, two steps in our conversation, and the problem with having a conversation is it bounces all over the place, and I try and keep track of what we're talking about. Um, I'm, you said I'm that the too. web. I'm terrible. Yeah. I'll take you. I'll take you any direction you don't want to go. <laughs> you said uh, the website and app um, have gone through several changes. And one of the reasons I'm having you on is it's undergoing another change. You are adding a section uh, to the 
Chicago Comedy Scene stand-up app, you are adding interviews and podcasts. And I mentioned it on this podcast. I said, hey, we're going to be on this. I don't know how long. as He's just trying something new. So if you listen to it, maybe you'll hear Idiots on Parade. Maybe you'll hear us twice and then we'll go away. You know, nothing's set in stone. But you are launching. It's not a side project, is it? It's start. It's still a... Ooh, it says, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Oh, uh, I heard two beeps and I looked at my screen and it said, poor connection, reconnecting now. So I wasn't sure if you missed any of that. Oh, no, I got you. I got you. Uh, you heard everything I said? I heard everything you said. Yeah, so so um, you have this. It, it'll be part of the big website, but talk about the new section to Chicago Comedy Scene website slash app. Right, so uh, we're actively calling it Chicago's Comedy Scene Talk. Um, not sure if that's going to change, but that's what we're calling it right now. And what it is is uh, me and, and uh, my co-host, which is Steve Tui, have been doing interviews of uh, national touring comics uh for you know seven years now and uh we've so you have a library have a li- you have a, you have a built up it's not just uh you, you air it once and now you have these tracks you're like hey we got all this content we could put out there right right so what was happening what really inspired this was on holidays i would take the regular content off the station and throw in just all these interviews it would just be you know 24, 28 hours or whatever came out to you of nothing but interviews. I pulled all the commercials off the station, pulled all the stand-up, just, you know, a couple times a year. And then people would start messaging me saying, hey, you know, we were driving to Thanksgiving and we listened to a couple of these interviews. Uh, is it in a podcast somewhere? Can we listen to it directly? Can we, you know, just go pick what we want to do? Which I toyed with doing, but... It just doesn't work with, with what we already... I want to build what I already have. I didn't want to start something new. I wanted to, to continue to grow what we are we already have. So Right, that makes sense. Uh, like I said, it's it's sort of not a side project. It's still a part of the big thing. It's just a new... Dev- it's not, uh, hey, download this app, and then this app, and then this. It's all under one roof. Right, right. I, I feel like if I would have made a podcast separate, I'm competing with myself, because I'm going to be on my radio station saying, hey turn off my radio station and go listen to this other thing we do you know so what we're what we did is we're we added a channel so the channel is going to be the interviews that we've gathered as well as uh we're we're going to call them shows but basically they're podcasts from uh friends friends of ours you know whether that's i mean obviously we're nathan we're going to use yours uh we're we're in talks i don't want to name any other any others yet just because uh we haven't launched anything yet i don't want to you know but you know we we're looking at three or four different people that we're going to put on right off the bat plus i don't know we have all these recorded shows over the years but i'm i'm undecided if i want to do our shows our shows were three hours long and i feel like that's a big break from what the rest of the station is so i might go through those and edit those shows back down to like an hour you know kind of a best of kind of thing but interesting. Have you that, tried uh, both? I mean, you could edit it down to an hour, and you could also at the end say, "Hey, if you want to hear the full thing, tune in tonight." Because if you're doing if if the if the interviews are going to run twenty four seven because it's a side channel, uh, is that the case? Are they going to run all all day, all night? Yeah, all day, all night. Then um, you could just say, "Hey, tune in like at at 
drive time you give them the best of hey here's a here's a one hour version of a three hour interview we did if you like it tune in at 10 p.m when we do our overnights and you can hear the full three hour interview that's right i'm just spitballing here but that's the first thing i think of is i like what you just said the idea of cutting it back to what you found the most interesting but if people are really into that like you said they're driving they're hearing something like wow i really liked what i was hearing can i hear more sure at 10 p.m we're going to play the full thing right right yeah I don't know, you know, we've, um, with the the original station, you know, we would do this three-hour-long show, and we would see people would come and go in the middle of the show, you know, and that always bugged me, because I was always thinking, like, why, why can't we keep them? Um, but then I noticed that if I aired a live comedy show, you know, an hour and a half long of stand-up comedy, uh, happening live, like happening in that moment, same thing happened. So what I've determined is nobody's got the attention span to uh, to to make it. You know, I think people got the attention span of about forty five minutes. Makes I, sense. That's, that's being generous, you know. Uh, but I I hate the idea of of that content not being used. So I don't know. You know, well I think we're gonna try different things and we're gonna watch the numbers and see what works. I really think the new station is going to be more of a hardcore comedy fan type thing. Because, uh, I mean, you're going to tune in. You know, if you, like if you turn tune into the station right now, Joe Coy is, we're being, we're interviewing Joe Coy. That's what's playing at this second right now. It just happens to be on my screen. Um, if you don't know who Joe Coy is and you jump in, in the middle of it, you're going to switch right back over to stand up, you know? But the hardcore comedy fans are going to go, oh, Joe Coy, he's, I love his Netflix special. What are they talking about? You know, they're, they're going to get into it. Uh, and then we, what we're hoping is that then whoever the next comic that comes up, you know, they're going to get it from the beginning and they'll stay. You know what I mean? Do you, will you have uh, what I, I know exactly what you mean and I hear you and I, and I like where you're thinking. Uh, um, what I, in my head, envision is are you going to have. Um, like uh, you go to HBO and they've got their schedule on the on the site on the screen. So if you say right now a guy tunes in, oh shit, Joe Coy's on. Oh, I love this. I wonder when they're going to rebroadcast it. And you can scroll ahead and you're like, Joe Coy plays it. Uh, you know, we're playing it right now. Tune in again Sunday at 5 p.m. for the rebroadcast. Uh, like if you let them know when they can pick it up from the beginning or something like that, will you have like schedules so people can see what they missed and when they can catch it again or? Even if not when they just they can like log in Monday morning and go, okay, today's interviews are Doug Stanhope, Joe Coy, and this guy. Uh, I want to listen to this one. Cool. So I'll tune in at 3 p.m. Are you going to have a menu? I don't think so. We will have, a, most likely we'll have a schedule for uh, the podcast version of what's, what's going to be up. You know, uh, your show's going to be on it, let's say, and I haven't even given this any thought yet, but let's say it's going to be on it seven o'clock on Tuesdays, for example. Um, that would stay the same always. And that's just the start time because that way, uh, if you do a 30 minute show or an hour long show, it doesn't affect our schedule. You know, we only, we're only going to mark start times. Um, the, the goal is to, and I just added this to the main station where you can go in and make requests. And the way I request, Excuse me. The way the request menu works is uh, there's basically a 10-minute gap 
from when you request it to when when it airs. And that's because um, the way the, the stations work, we're actually on several platforms. We're on TuneIn. We're on uh, our website. We're on, I mean, we're on like seven different websites from people that just have contacted us and requested it. Right. So you have let to me, have let me that. Interrupt you for one second, and I apologize, uh, but I have breaking news. Uh, Jake is much like Jesus Christ; he was resurrected from the dead, and he is ready to be roped into this conversation. So I am calling him now. Yes, very exciting. It should be ringing in any second. Jake. Nope, says calling. Hey, Jake, there he is. How's it going? All right, Jake, you're talking to Tony. Tony runs Chicago Comedy Scene, uh, the website, the app, and uh, it's what I talked to you about last week, Jake, when we promoted it on the show. Nice. Hey, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, no problem, buddy. I'm, I'm happy to. He's, he's launching a side uh, project. It's still under the same Chicago comedy scene umbrella. It'll just be like another menu heading on, on the website, on the app, uh, with, with interviews and podcasts, and that's what I told you about. And he was just explaining right now uh, the, the request, how you can request comedians on the Chicago comedy scene app. Nice. That's awesome, man. If you want, I, I interrupted. So if you wanted to finish that quickly, you said there's a 10-minute lag because you're on several platforms and you get yeah, requests so, to be on different platforms. Right. So just so no, no matter where the what platform they're listening to, there's, there's a gap there. It's, it, that way, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm having a hard time explaining it, but it's not instant. But the Bottom line is, it's just when you request something, it's just not instant. So, well, have you ever called um, a radio station? I mean, when they do phone ins, you'll call it like, "Hey, we're doing the Newton Request Hour," so you call it twelve oh one, and if you're lucky, they get to your your request at at twelve fifty nine. Nothing is immediate. Yeah. nothing is immediate. And it it has rules in place as well. Uh, we, you know, I mean, it's basically me and Steve Tui that that run everything with the station. Everything else is automated, so. We put in rules in the software, so let's say somebody calls up and they just, yeah, I don't know, they just love uh, one of the Wayne's Brothers, and they just request the Wayne's Brothers interview three times. It's only going to play it once, and then it won't play that that same interview again for 12 hours. You know what I mean? So so someone can't can't uh, dominate what, what's playing. What's uh, funny you know, is, I, I do... I, which is your favorite Wayne's brother, though? <laughs> just, just on a side note, if you had I, to I don't think I have a fam favorite Wayne's brother. <laughs> oh, we all have a favorite Wayne's brother. Stop playing, stop playing uh, middle of the road politics. Keenan, maybe. What's up? I, I guess Keenan would be the best. All right, all right, but he's the king of the Wayne's brother. That was a good, that was a good diplomatic pick, and I, I can't say I disagree with you. Let me, t let I'm, me tell I, you, I, I'm going Damon, but that's a hack. I, Damon I, is a hack one as well. I cannot be shitting on any any Wayne's Brothers when I'm starting an interview station, for God's sakes. Nice, nice. There you go. There I you go. Uh, I liked how you said that it's not going to take three requests for the same thing and play it three times because it's smart enough to know not to do that. Um, I'm, our, our friend Jake, you remember Mike Lucas, right? Oh, yeah. Our friend uh, Mike Lucas has the app on his phone for one of those uh, automated uh, jukeboxes in a bar. And uh -huh. uh, it, they're, they're, you know, it's not just one bar. It's 
you know, it's it's a series of jukeboxes with one app. And he went to this little shit kicker bar, and it was a bunch of old people, and they kept putting in country music. So he kept paying an extra dollar to jump ahead of them and play, uh, is it Pussy Control, I think is the name of the song? Is that? <laughs> and so these old fucks would like go up and, and, and put in, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, a couple bucks for a, a cowboy song, and he would see it on his app, what was going to play next. So he'd just add an extra dollar. You could tip and jump to the front. So that oh, that's, that's what you amazing. made me think of is is your app will not play the same request. I I had a a friend of mine did the same thing with, uh, there was some weird thing they discovered with a jukebox in a a pizza hut way back in the day where for some reason they couldn't override it and it might have been a similar thing. Whatever you, if you tipped a a little bit extra, your shit went went to the front. They picked a, a Beatles song, which is a great, great band arguably the greatest band but they went with the song number nine off of the white album wait is that yoko ono screeching it's no worse it's just if you listen to number nine off the white album it's just them going number nine number nine number nine for like five minutes (laughs) they picked that song like 20 times in a row and then just left just to torture everybody in the restaurant that's i gotta say though if there if I could charge people to skip a track, I think I would add that feature to the website. Whether whether oh, it's that's a good not. one. Come on, I love that. Like <laughs> a little Simon Cowell uh, option. You know, you can just you can just pay a dollar to say fuck this song, right? Right. Or pay a dollar to I want to hear my song uh, before that next one. Mm, right. No, that's way too diplomatic. I like the idea of yeah, you 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 hear your song before the next one, but there is a recording of. Uh, like Simon Cowell or somebody just shitting all over the that is the worst song I've ever heard sir and then your the, song comes on the station used to have a dedication button and I had I had to take that down because it was just constantly people just just shitting on each other and <laughs> it wasn't oh I'm drawing a blank like shitting on the and shitting on the It comic, wasn't like Casey you know? Kasem dedication where this one goes out to a little girl in San Diego. It wasn't uh, that kind of, if that's what it was supposed to be, but that's not how they used it. No, yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. But it didn't, really, it didn't make sense for comedy anyways, but it was an option in there. So I thought, all right, because I kind of wanted to see what people would do with it. Well, <laughs> I want to dedicate this dick joke to my girlfriend. <laughs> this, Absolutely. this comic tells a dick joke that's a, that's a dick joke like none other. So what you're saying is nobody was getting on there and going, I love this dick joke so much that I shared it with my girlfriend. It was an anniversary present. Like there, there, there wasn't a whole lot of positivity, that kind of thing? None of that. None of that. They were like... Uh, Hey, I'm playing this comic because I'm mad at him. Like it was like stupid <laughs> shit. Like what the hell? Like, everybody tell him how bad he sucks. And, and I, I work for the government. I'm playing this song into Jeffrey Epstein's cell to make him hang himself <laughs> while the cameras are yes. off. That kind of shit. Yes, exactly. You you see what I'm saying? Sure. You know, it's so hard to find positivity out there in the comedy world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, it's yeah, not yeah. just comedy. It's anywhere. Uh, once you're online, you're anonymous, so you get to be as mean as you want. But it makes yeah. sense, though, man. Like, there's not a whole lot of positive jokes, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of most jokes is, you know, comics talking about something that more or less sucks, you know? That, right, that, right. that hopefully is relatable to the crowd. There's not a whole lot of, hey, 
You guys like uh, oranges? I fucking love oranges too. You know, there, there's not a lot of that. Right, right. I, I guess the the most positive stuff you ever get is like when it's it's shitting on something for a while, but then then they flip it, and you know right. you, you get some of that. But you you got to get through you got to get through the shit storm to get to the to the you know rainbow at the other side. Sure. Sure. You make me think of the uh, All About Mormons episode of South Park, where all they did the entire episode was mock uh, the Mormon religion, and at the very end, it's... Uh, I like that you picked an episode of South Park to go, like, oh, well, you, you remember the, that one time that South Park mocked the Mormons, like, 15 years ago, <laughs> as opposed to the obvious <laughs> Broadway musical they have that has been successful as fuck for, like, a decade. No, it's because of the twist, where at, at the end of the musical, uh, they create a new religion. I'm talking about this one, where it was just shitting on the Mormons, shitting on the Mormons, talking about yeah. how it's silly. But at the end, the kid uh, goes, you know what, maybe my religion is silly, but I got a great family, I got a great life. Fuck you, Stan, if you can't, like, it, they... they they did it with Pew Pew Die. They've, they, they've done it a lot recently. Well, they, where I they, would make the argument they kind of do that at the end of Book of Mormon, too, man. I, I yeah. you, you know, which is kind of what I respect about those guys is, is, is because as much as they like to shit on religion from the atheist point of view, they, they have a little bit – like they acknowledge the fact that, as uh, Mark Maron said, there's no atheist soup kitchens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> True yeah. enough. Well, I want to I want to talk about shitting on religion soon, but I want to f- uh, not finish up with Tony. Tony's more than welcome to stay on this, but I, I I had one question in the back of my mind, and Jake, I know you got brought in roped in late on this, so uh, if anything comes to mind that you want to ask about uh, ha- any having- hate speech you guys did on the first part of this episode, I don't uh, sign off on. By the way, I'm not getting fucking canceled <laughs> from SNL. Fuck that. This is the podcast that's going to keep Jake off Saturday Night Live. It's something yeah, Tony dude, and I talked about before he was on. Any bad thing you guys said about any ethnicities, I, I, I am against. Um. <laughs> so, uh, we talked about having a connection to Illinois for the Chicago comedy scene uh, stand-up section. Do you preview all the discs? Is it? Do you search for certain content? I'm sure you don't just like take a, a disc and say, "Oh, sure, I'm just putting it on without listening to it." What you know? Because you have to, you have to have at least a quality control. Is there? Does it sound? Does it have good sound quality? Is the audience laughing? Is it? Uh, you know, stolen material that an open micer recorded. Uh, but is there content you look for, or is it just fair game? Like. If 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 it's original material and you and it's a good audio recording, you'll play it. Or has there been anything that you've said? I don't know if I should put that on the air. What what do you look for when people submit their CDs to your station? Well, there's there's a couple different things. I I try to put stuff on that that I would have out at my shows. Um, my shows, you've done my shows. They're very. Most of the places I do are aimed towards date night. Um, I mean, some comics, I mean, for example, back in the day, Dice, Dice wasn't made for date night type places. He was, I mean, he was a shock comic, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't look for that so much as I look for stuff that I could use in my shows, you know? Uh, I mean, I can't bring somebody too shocking to... Magianos and expect to be back there the following month, you know. Yeah, those are adults um, that are eating dinner. Those are they're they're uh, adults with money because it's a it's a fine dining place. Uh, that, you know, right. they, they I mean, don't go there to hear Just, Hickory Dickory Dock suck my cock. Yeah, they definitely don't go there to hear that. Right, right. Uh, that being said, 
I think you can be as dirty as you want if you're funny enough to justify it. You know, so, I mean, I never, the only time I ever put content restrictions on, like, my shows is if we're doing, like, a charity show. You know, if if we're doing a show for Make-A-Wish, you know, you got to be smart enough to, you know, not make fun of dying kids or whatever. I don't know what you would say, but you just got to know what you're there for. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I've done charity shows, and I, I I did an annual one for the last 10 years, and I tell comics the same thing. And we did have one with a two-year-old with cancer. It wasn't for Make-A-Wish. It was for the family. And they said, what should we talk about? I said, here's the thing. I'm not going to put any restrictions on you. Do your act. Understand that everybody in the audience is here to raise money for a sick child. So if you want to do a sick kid joke, that's all on you, but you are there, you know, just... See, I was you. hired last week by a the family of a sick kid to specifically roast the dying kid. Um, he loved roast comedy, and it was his last wish. So I had a lot of those jokes. I, are you serious? <laughs> no, he's no, not No, I'm serious. absolutely making oh. that up. <laughs> oh, I was like, holy shit, what a no, no, fan. That's my point. Is you believe that. <laughs> you tell comics... What the th- you say? Like if you if you got a sick kid joke and you want to do it, that's on you. And they get it. They're like, ooh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. And, and I think comics for the most part are smart enough to make wise decisions. Uh, I did right. a charity show for firefighters, and uh, they said, you know, is there anything we shouldn't do? I'm like, no, you can do whatever you want. If you got a 911 joke about firefighters dying, have fun. You know, I don't think it's going to go over well. But if you want to do tight it, and punchy as fuck, yeah. yeah. Right, right, <laughs> but right. so so yeah, yeah I, I hear you. When, with, I don't give restrictions, but I let I remind them this is your audience tonight, so no sure, going sure, in sure. what you're going to say. Right, right. So as far as what goes on the station, so what happens is, uh, a lot of times I will get some content, I'll put it in the library, and I will request it from my phone when I'm out working. When I'm driving, I do I do courier work as well, and I uh, I'll listen to it. What live you're saying? On the air. A comedy website doesn't pay the bills. It's almost like you're a stand-up comedian yourself. We, I am a stand-up comedian. That's how I got to this. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's just uh, you know you add it all together and and maybe you feed your family. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, what I'll do is I won't put it in rotation. I will put it, you know, in the library where I can access it. Uh, and then I make a decision based on how I liked it. Um, but the reason I put it in there in the first place is, you know, people send me the stuff. I'll listen to one track. Typically, I'll just pick like third or fourth one in the list and give it a listen. And then I message them back saying, yeah, I'm going to add you or I'm not. But if I say I'm going to add you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to add you. But then I listen to all the tracks and if... All the other tracks suck other than the first one I listened to that got you on in the first place. I'll delete them all and leave the one. Um, well, that's let me, let me. That's interesting. Um, I like what you just said, and I'm curious to do a follow-up on it because it, you, in, in comedy, you never get honesty. You get ignored. So if you actively have messaged someone, say, hey, you know, how, how political are you? How diplomatic? Like, hey, I wasn't feeling it on this. Submit again. Uh, first of all, how do you reject? And two, what kind of responses have you gotten? Have you gotten people that are like, oh, okay, I hear you, I need to work harder, or fuck you, what do you know? And like, I'm sure you've gotten the, the spectrum, but talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm very curious because it's, you, it is very rare you get anyone being honest with you in this business. Right. 
Well, you're kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. Uh, if if you if somebody sends me something and I don't know them and they don't have in the email, you know, hey Nathan sent me to you. I heard about you through this guy or that guy or whatever. If it's just totally random, um, I I always go online and find them on Facebook and see where they're from. If there's any connection to Chicago, I do all that before I even listen because I learned the hard way that people from all over the country send me tracks and just say, yeah, I want to be on Chicago's comedy scene with no connection, you know, to Chicago. Um, those people, though, like people that have no connection to anybody, I don't know them, I might just not respond. You know, if they message a couple times, then I'll respond. Right, you're you're trying to promote like you know, like a, a local scene and kind of get it out there, not just play the best right. of the internet. Right, right. Because I, I mean, if people just want to listen to random stand up comedy, they can go to XM. This is yeah, they they, is, they have this, that already. There's YouTube. Right. right. This is very this is very specific. But let's say they are from Chicago, but I just know it, their content's wrong for my station. And but I don't know them. I might not. I might just not respond unless they message again. Because I don't want to be a dick, but I'm also not going to tell them it's on if it's not. Um, if it's somebody I know, I'll tell them. I'll say, hey, this isn't right for this. I like the idea of 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 you responding to somebody whose stuff you're you're not putting out. Give me your politest uh, rejection. Say I've well, sent that, you shit twice. That's where I was going. So let's say let's say I know the guy. And but I just know it's wrong for the station, you know, because sure. the the station has adult content on it, but it's also being played in people's workplaces and stuff. You know, uh, I mean, our busy, busiest times is like eleven o'clock in the morning. That's when we're pretty much our busiest. Eleven okay, o'clock, I, three I, o'clock. Apologies to, for interrupting you, but I would hope that anybody listening at work would have headphones on. Please, they would. I would hope that they would be smart enough to like pop on headphones so that you're sitting there like uh, you put in a comedy track like yeah. So I'm getting my dick sucked. All right, uh, and then the boss is walking by. <laughs> right, right. Well, see, I eleven o'clock and three o'clock. We always get a spike, and I'm assuming that's when the boss steps out. That's that's just I figured they get there at eight, they step out by eleven, and then they're done for the day by three. You know they're the boss because that we get a spike every day at, at those times. But well, yeah, so, I mean, so much office work is digital now, man. I mean, people got the headphones in, they're listening to podcasts, they're listening to the Sirius, they're listening to YouTube, whatever. Yeah, I right, actively, right. Uh, my wife this year for Christmas got uh, an expensive pair of Sony headphones from me, yours truly. Uh, she she that she had a fair to midland pair, but nothing great. And that's all she does all day at work is she just listens to music. Dude, I got a nice set of headphones for Christmas. I'm I'd like like good earbuds, good wireless ones, no cord in the back, none of that. I'm I I can never go back. They're fucking amazing. After like. Three days. I'm 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 hooked for life on these. Yeah. So I think uh, I I I hear what you're saying as far as the office, but I would I would find it very odd, uh, Tony, if anyone is listening to comedy at the office and sharing it with their coworkers. That uh, most offices, right. everybody's wearing headphones because they're all I listening love the to something idea different. Of a guy just at a Catholic charity, just blowing, <laughs> you know, just blaring Andrew Schultz or something like, guys, listen to this fucking bit. About uh, you know priests banging kids or whatever. Like I, I love the idea of some just maniac blaring shit all over the office. 
Ah, uh, see, see, it's it's wishful thinking, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I'd I rather hear comedy than some of the top forty shit that uh, probably does get played by uh, uh, people. Dude, I think FM FM radio is unlistenable. I don't know how how people listen to FM all day. I I rented a car uh, the other week. I was on a gig and I flew to the gig and I rented a car. Uh, the first thing I found was the classical station because that's you know minimal and it's classical. See, the last time I did listen to FM radio, this is not an exaggeration. Two songs, five minutes of ads. Two songs, five minutes of advertising. Two. I'm like, that, wow. That, ju- that, that that just makes me jealous, dude. <laughs> all you're hearing is it's, profit. It's all so, I'm it's so is- crazy that FM is still doing that because it's like, do you not realize that any fucking asshole can just plug in his phone with Spotify like and and, and listen to no goddamn ads? Are are, are you insane? Well, I turned the shit off immediately. I heard too many ads. There's nothing wrong with ads. Like you play a comedy track, you play an ad. You play a comedy track, you play an ad. Yeah, you you that, play. It can go every other. It can be two minutes, but it was. I timed it once to five to six minutes of advertising. I'm like, that's just too long. Five minutes of ads is too long. Well, that's kind of how I got into this. You know, I was selling FM radio. Uh, really? At a, yeah, I work for. A radio station called The Cat. It was 105.5 The Cat out of uh, Kankakee. And I was doing stand-up. And I I was doing it. And I was like learning the business. And I was good at selling. And I just thought, you know. So that station actually uh, switched formats and got rid of everybody. And I went and worked for another radio station after that. And I hated it. The first station, The Cat, I loved. You know, it was a rock station. It was fun. I went and I worked at another station. They were just dicks. I just they were, you know, we would sign somebody and then they would say, "Hey, all right, you you sign that that restaurant now. Do not go in there because if you go in there, they can stop you and say, "Hey, I want to cancel." So just stay away from there. And I was like, "Wow, that is the shadiest shit I've ever heard," you know, because the first radio station I worked at, they're like, "All right, you sold them. Now it's your job to make sure they're always happy. Stop in there, you know, say hello." Be be the guy. Be the guy they want to see, you know? So it was like a completely different vibe, and I hated where I was working, so I thought about it. I thought, I think I could do this better, and I reached out to a couple comics that had albums out and asked their opinion, and they said, yeah, yeah, you can play my stuff, and I mean, it, it took off. Like, it started with just a few, I mean, probably six comics were on it the first two weeks. And then we had the first, at the end of the first two weeks, we had already had a thousand listeners. Nice. Yeah. yeah. The state, I've, I got really lucky I named the station well. It's just something that gets Googled a lot, you know? So, yeah, I mean, FM radio to me, I, I'll always have a soft spot for it because uh, I enjoyed when I worked at the Cat. But I also kind of felt like, I don't even, even the cat, I barely listen to, you know, I was, I always was listening to my phone even back then. So, you know, I, I never even thought I listened for my ads. That's the only time I would listen is when I thought my ad ads were coming on that I had just recorded. <laughs> hey, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Funny. Yeah. I mean, that's, that really is the biggest threat to any, any radio out there right now. It's not, it's not other channels. It's not other station like it's 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 the phone man you got to figure out a way to get on the goddamn phone 
FM will be around until they stop putting them in cars, though. You know, and the the thing that FM has going for it is uh, when I go into a place and say, hey, you want to advertise with me? They go, how many listeners do you have? How many listeners did you have last month? How many last listeners did you have yesterday? If you ask uh, an un, unrated FM radio station, which is pretty much all of them other than like in the major cities, um, they have no idea. So they they say, well, there's you know forty five thousand people in this in this section in this area in this small town. You know what I mean? So that means nothing. You know what I mean? If you know, I I can't get away with that because everyone knows I can give them a number. Where FM radio, they have that's they have that going for them. The numbers are just made up. You know, <laughs> they're based on population, which is insane. Right, because to say you have a small community of forty five thousand, great. Are they all tuning in? Because that that that's absolutely a lie. They're all doing something. You have forty five thousand people. You have forty five thousand different opinions. One person likes classical, or a hundred people like classical, a thousand like rap, fifteen hundred like rock. Is like you don't have a all encompassing radio station. So yeah, what you just said is absurd to say. Well, we got this many people on our market. Yeah, that's great. How many people do you have tuning in to hear what you have? Which is why, again, right. bringing it full circle, what you have is very specific. It is stand up comedy. It is localized. And you can turn it on anytime or download the app and listen to it. And you're just going to hear track after track after track after track of, of comedians. And uh, then now is with this new branch. If you like a comedian, you can go, oh, I wonder if they've interviewed him. And uh, you can listen to comics talking about their craft. Right, right. And we've had some real good interviews. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had Christopher Titus on, I don't know, four or five times at this point. But we had him on... Uh, one time when he wasn't coming to town, he uh called him. We talked about uh school shootings. I mean, it wasn't funny. We talked about serious stuff because he had something on his mind, and we made friends with him. And we it was a I think it was uh right after the um drawing a blank the Florida the Florida shooting. Oh, uh, was that Parkland? Uh, Parkland, yeah, and uh. He had put out a track called uh, Arm the Children. And I messaged him on Twitter and I said, hey, you know, you're not part of the Chicago's comedy scene. You're not from Chicago, but we want to play this track in our show tomorrow because we want to talk about school shootings, you know, because it was we do a three hour show. We're we're not always going to be funny. And that's what that's what was on everybody's mind. So the only way to tie it to what we were to our station was to have one funny thing about it, which was the song, and then, you know, we were going to talk about what's on our minds, you know? And uh, he said, hey, yeah, you can pl- of course you can play it. And he said, and if I'll come on if you want me to. And we had a, I mean, it was a, it was one of those conversations that when you're done with it, you feel tired. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, right? And uh, I like that we have some interviews like that, you know, that it's not all... You know, hey, this road gig was tough. Wacky, this... wacky, wacky. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's real conversations. And uh, we've had guys on that aren't comics. We've had a uh, couple. Of, we had a couple of guys that are on 2020 on, which was weird. But you know, they came on. And... I'm realizing now that all the people we've had on that aren't stand up comics, we're talking, or all the conversations we've had that weren't 
uh, about stand-up or about death. I'm just now realizing that. But yeah, he came out <laughs> and talked about some murder. Well, what's so, also yeah. funny is uh, uh, I, it's funny and sad uh, that when you say, oh, the Florida shooting, I, which one was that? I can't remember because they're they're just all a jumble now in everyone's head. Like, uh, you know, oh, which shooting was that one? Because it's it's not like back in the day when it was Columbine. That was the right, shooting. Right. Now it's and that was a big part of our conversation the was that it's it's normalized now. It doesn't even the if if there's not five people shot, it's not even news. You know, it's, it's oh yeah yeah. School shootings are like boring now. Yeah, well, there wasn't there a shooting today? I think like a couple people got shot in a church today. Uh, Possibly, possibly. Um, yes, in Texas. I, 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 in Texas. I, I, I don't know. I it was you in know, Texas. There, and was, I, there may have been three people shot. I some guy on the Patriots made a tweet though, and that fucking you know that over overtook oh. the news. Well, yeah, I uh, yeah, exactly. I uh, let me. I'm googling because I, I want to make sure I'm correct. Yes, I was right. Uh, the only reason I remember today's shooting is because it took place in White Settlement, Texas, and I, I saw that. I'm like, White <laughs> Settlement. Well, that's that is a pretty interesting name for a city there. <laughs> uh, not really PC in today's day and age to have your your little township called White Settlement. It, it makes me think of uh, what Bill Hicks when he's talking about. Uh uh, Mr. Coons, remember that that old bit? Yeah, yes. Oh, I I, I don't remember that one. Miss Miss Coons. Talk about uh, uh, the uh, Rodney King beating, and the cop the cop's name was Mr. Coons. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> now see, dude, I think okay, if your town is racist enough to call itself uh, what is it, white settlement? I say good. Keep it that way. You, you know what I mean? Because it's better than <laughs> false advertising. It's better than having a town full of racists called uh, black people move here will be very nice to you. You, you know what I'm saying? At, at least at least right. advertise what you're about. Well, if, you it, know what? I like, if it is I like racist, I want to know. I want to know why. you say that, but you won't sign off on the first part of the show. I, I like that. Wait, well, what's that? Oh, that was good. I, I would say every I like I like where Tony just went with that. Go, go again. <laughs> no, I, I missed it. I missed it. Say it again, Tony. I liked where you went with it. Oh, I was just saying I I, I like that you're willing to say that on the record, but you you won't sign off on the first part of our show, the part that you missed. Oh, the part that I missed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you guys were uh, y- y- you guys were straight up running for the mayor of Whitesville, Texas, or, or whatever the fuck. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not signing off on that. Yeah. Here's what I want to know is, is we're assuming white settlement is racist because it has the perfect name for it. But if it truly is, why was the Tiki Torch uh, um, rally that was held in, where was that, North or South Carolina? Why was that not held at, in white settlement, Texas? You'd, you'd think it's made for it. Because that town felt that Tiki Torches were too gay. They like regular torch. <laughs> so they want to be racist, well but they're, they're homophobic too. Fair enough. They thought the guys in Charlottesville looked like a bunch of fucking twinks, and they didn't like them. <laughs> that came straight from the mayor of uh, uh, Whitesville, Texas, or, or whatever that was called. White Settlement. White Settlement. <laughs> White Settlement. You know the barbecue's good. I don't give a fuck. I'm going, man. I'm going. I don't give a shit. Things have gotten so weird. I'm throwing an extra sunblock, That's and I'm going to get do. some barbecue there. Um. All right. 
So I, I had told Tony that we generally go uh, around 45 minutes to an hour. We're, we're getting close to an hour, but um, we can keep going. But before we do, everything that I have asked you and we've talked about, um, is there anything I missed that you do want to say about your live shows, your website, your app, um, how to find it, where to download it? You already said it's in many places uh, where, where it's broadcast. Is there anything I missed that you actively would like to say about your production, Mr. Tony? Um, no, you know what? I want to go back to you. You had asked a question about you know, if, if I don't put somebody on the air, what I do about it. And, and we, got, we got sidetracked. I didn't really answer the question. I, if, if I know the comic or if I know the person, I do... I'll tell them, hey, this this track just wasn't right for the station, or this just wasn't right. And, and if they ask, they'll say, well, what wasn't right about it? I'll I'll tell them, you know, hey, you know, it's if you listen to the station, it's all it's all about the same tone. It's pr- it's fairly happy, you know. Um, and I'm honest about it. Uh, as far as where to find the station, I mean, I really want people to download the app, uh, just because the people that download the app listen the most often. Um, but we yeah, are like Jake in. said, it's on your phone. It's right there. That's what's going right to take there. on FM. So it's uh, like, yeah, that's if it's if it's on your phone, you're going to listen. It's it's also the the place that we deliver the product the best. Uh, I mean, if you go on your phone and you go to Chicago's comedy scene and go to one of the side pages, you can actually listen through your phone through the website. But it's it's just not as good. If your phone locks, it'll stop. Depending on which kind of phone you have, uh, the it's it's just not as good. Where the the apps adjust for your phone, the sound quality is a little bit better. Um, it's just it's it's the product's delivered the way I'd like it delivered. Uh, you know, if I like people spending time on the website, the the website has some extra stuff on it. We have links out for upcoming shows every once in a while we'll have uh you know hey click here to get free tickets to something um that happens on the website plus it lists all of our live shows uh we see a big spike on our website on thursdays because everyone comes to the website on thursdays to see what's happening for for that upcoming weekend um you can follow us on facebook uh, and on Twitter, on Twitter we are uh, CCS underscore radio. And I don't know. I've I feel like I've I feel like I'm rambling at this point. That's ah, all good. Ramble away. All right. Um, no, that was the opposite of rambling. You were giving detailed information on yeah. how to find your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Be, that's that's yeah. dude. If that's rambling, you're crushing it the rest of the time. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, it it feels a little whorish when when I do that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with whoring. It's you know, it's, and I want to tell people uh, feedback is totally welcome, uh, especially with the new station. I mean, with the, either of the stations, but with the new station, what I found from the first station is uh, these are a constant work in progress. And you know what? I think that's just stand up in general. You know, in general, I don't. If you're the same stand up comic you were, uh, you know, seven years ago when I started this, you know your fans are going to be bored. So I, I like that the station is a lot different than it used to be. And I'm hoping that, you know, it keeps changing and developing and, and gets better. 
That is a uh, good way of looking at it. What you said, yeah. I my 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 girlfriend now wife. Um, I'm not going to na- say names here because I never do that. Um, she remembers full well having her comedy bubble burst. She went to see a comedian. She loved him. Said it was oh so funny. Kept going into the audience. Would pick on that guy. Look at you with the red shirt. Ah, look at you with that hat. Ah, you're crazy. You know, like all this improv. And so he was at the comedy club the next year, and she told all her friends, we have to go see this guy. He was so great. And she went in and sat down, and it was 100% the same. All the, quote, improv was just he was looking for a guy wearing a hat and said all the same shit. He was looking for all the guy, you know, waiting, doing whatever. It was was just, you know, everything was, was the same. And, yeah, so if you do not grow and develop, you will become boring fast. Yeah, I just I just took a guess in chat, so you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. No, <laughs> I'll tell you after you were wrong. I saw it pop up. That was not it. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'll talk about uh, now. We we go down too many rabbit holes. Uh, before we finish up, Jake and I generally we talk. It's it's funny because we call our podcast uh, we it's part comedy, part politics, completely stupid. That's our tagline. And uh, right. so uh, we, it's basically news we talk about. And uh, let's let's do one news story before we leave. Uh, Tony, please, you're, you're more than welcome to throw in opinions. Jake, one news story, the one I sent you. All we hear about for the past couple of years is how millennials are ruining everything. Every headline screams, oh, millennials are ruining the auto industry because they're not buying cars. Oh, millennials are ruining the restaurant industry because they're not going to Olive Garden. Oh, millennials aren't doing this. Well, I finally saw a great news story, and so I sent it to Jake, and it was, millennials are leaving religion and not looking back. So finally, there's something good the millennials are are, are not doing, and it's having a positive outcome. Uh, they are walking away from religion. They're saying, yeah, this, uh, this whole organized religion religion is kind of nonsense i don't know man i'm i I was with you originally when you sent that to me but then i clicked on the link and i'm looking at the picture of this church it's pretty as fuck bro i would love to eat somali and just 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 walk around here You, you know what i mean they should have a party in here okay you can have a party you don't have to be religious though I could fake it though. Look at, dude, it's 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 like a pretty hue of like um, light pink and light blue. I, I I love the interior of this place. That's just one church, though. I'm talking about the overall religion. I, the the concept of millennials are it is a I know, very but I'm pretty an church. Easy sell, and this picture has sold me. I think we should whatever that priest did, we should just transfer him to another parish. I don't give a fuck. I. <laughs> Don't know where you went with that, but uh, all right. Although I did, uh, I loved, uh, I, I know you saw it, Jake. I had, I posted something on Facebook earlier uh, earlier in the week. I, I wasn't going to talk about the story. I almost sent it to you. There was in France a, uh, a 19-year-old kid killed a priest that had molested him. And uh, the best was response... Was that real? Did that actually happen? That actually happened. And the best response was wow. they should do with that kid what they do with the priests. Send him, just transfer him to another church and let him do it again. <laughs> <laughs> because the <laughs> priests are going around fucking kids, so let the kids kill the pedophile priests. All well, right. And, and again, I mean, not to shit on them too much, but I, y- you know, I, I, I think it goes back to the end of Book of Mormon. I, I like a lot of stuff that religion does. I know we like to focus on all the kid fucking and the Joel Osteen's private jets and all the all the shady stuff they do, but they they also dig a lot of wells in Africa. 
and they set up a lot of tents for migrants on the borders. And there's nobody over in Africa right now going, here, come here, eat this, eat this. Nothing happens when you die. Eat this. Nothing happens when you die. Here's some medicine. It's 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 just it's not going on. So I'll, I'll give them their credit. Well, you also have doctors without borders doing that without also saying no, no, you have no, to no, believe no, no. In that's this different. Phony guy before you. <laughs> that's before secular. Secular is different than atheists. There's absolutely religious people. Oh, gotcha, in gotcha, doctors gotcha, gotcha, without gotcha. borders okay. from all different. You know, you, I hear what it's you're not like from. they're gonna go. Wait a minute. Do you believe any any of those ridiculous ancient Harry Potter books from the desert from thousands of years ago? They get the fuck out of Doctors Without Borders. They're not doing that. You can you can be you can be atheist. You can be Jewish. You can be fucking crazy. Like whatever. Uh, it's secular is different than atheist. I I get your point. When I go to well, I don't go to church, but when I find myself in those situations, all I can think is, look at these old people putting on this show. Like, it's, it's, it's like so crazy, unbelievably fictional. And I feel like they're just all performing for each other, you know? Like, you're then, saying you don't, you don't think anybody in there is, is like genuinely into the stories. It's, it's just kind of all, all about just sort of the status. Like, I need to be seen here, that kind of thing. I, I need to be seen here. I need these these children to believe this bullshit because because I need them to look good for me I need I we're all trying to impress the 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 dude standing in front collecting the money it's it's mind-boggling to me it's like the whole place is putting on the fucking show you know I it's well, I hear you the the last time I went was 20 years ago, uh, 15, I don't know, it was before, it was uh, my ex-ex-girlfriend, uh, we were at her grandmother's and her grandmother's wanted us to go to Christmas Mass or Christmas Eve Mass or something, I'm like, alright, I'll go, and I hadn't been to any, I was freaked out, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I didn't look at it like you did, Tony, so much, but I looked at it as more as, this is absolutely a cult, I was freaked out in the fact that when they started their little uh, dog and pony show, the people were droning. It was not a message of love. It was a, and now I will say this, and now you will repeat it, and you will put no thought behind oh, was your it, words. Oh, was that a Catholic one? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a Catholic Yeah, Catholic ma- gets real, cha- that was the one I, I had to go to when I was kidding. They, 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 were, they were into their weird little chants and shit. Yeah, and it just sounded like got- rote memorization without any true love of what religion or jesus is supposed to be where it's supposed to be a, a a powerful feeling and to me it was just like i'm in a cult i am surrounded by cultists right now this is right weird. right yeah oh yeah i've i've felt that way before i used to uh have to go to church quite a bit like every other weekend it was a divorce situation so i'd have to go to church every other weekend when i was young young and you know the family i lived with was anti-religious so it was very bizarre to me so i was like the outcast and i would see see these things as a kid and know man these people are out of their minds what's what's up with that have you ever been to a black church you guys that is a performance people feeling the holy spirit and getting up and dancing in their seats and stuff you know right well even even like white churches in the south man i i had an ex from like uh um Georgia, like up in the Appalachian Mountains and shit, you, you, you know, and I, I went with her and it was like, um, 
I don't know if it was evangelical or Pentecostal or, or, or whatever, but her, her family was into it, man, and, and, and we went one Sunday, and it's it's less of the, now we are reading page seven of the Bible, and this is what we chant. Like, it, it wasn't like the Catholic shit. It was like this guy would get up, and he would sort of, he, he might read a little bit of direct stuff out of the Bible, but then it was a lot of riffing, and the guy would kind of like, it, he would yell like Alex Jones, and and just kind of talk about fire and brimstone. It, it, it was kind of entertaining, you, you know. Um, but it, absolutely, I, I I think they get way more into that shit in the South. Like it's it's more it's more of a um, performance than right. just reading directly out of a thing. Right. In some places, it's three shows a day collecting money. Three shows a day. Yeah. You know, and you know you know that they're counting it in the back. The they're they're counting it as it goes you know i i just gotta think that they're like hey that that part about the thorns in you know the the crown of thorns that really worked our we're up we're up make sure you do that in the next show that's just the way i see it and it makes me sad it you know because if that's what it is just call it what it is come to our performance don't don't try to bullshit me and and pretend you believe it because i don't believe they believe it i think it's a business I don't think I don't think a lot of them do. You, you know, like especially a lot of the big ones. If, you, if you're talking about like your Joel Olsteins, the guys flying around in private jets with fucking Rolexes and stuff. That that being said, um, one thing that a lot of a lot of people, you know, on on my side, now I I will go as far as to say our side of the aisle on this, the 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 non-believers and stuff. We we don't like to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these people are walking the walk and look if you have a good local church who you're giving money to where the pastor is just living in a in a small little house and they're not paying taxes on it and and you're giving money to them and they are then turning around and they're they're giving that to people to pay their medical bills they're 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 doing soup kitchens they're you know helping the community you, you, you know um you're doing that Without any of that going to fund um, Halliburton, you, you know what I'm saying. You're doing that without funding whatever the fuck Trump's doing on the border. You know, right, you right. you can you're giving a hundred percent of it almost to a good cause. The problem is you get some of these fucking demons in there who are are just siphoning that into into their own mansions and 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 just you know playing games with it. Right, and those right. are the ones that make the news, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and the, the kid the, touchers. The yeah, uh, the kid fuckers. Um, the I'll, I'll fully admit uh, the uh, food pantry in my town is run by a local church. I don't know the dominant denomination. I don't know if it's Christian, Catholic, Seventh Day Event. I it's something. But uh, what I do because of my black soul and uh, and my need to try and be good is whenever I go shopping, I buy one extra item. That's it. I buy one item and I put it in a bag and when that bag is full, I take it over to the food pantry and they are the nicest goddamn people. I mean, I just show up and they're like, oh, you have a donation. Thank you so much. Do you need a receipt? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just dropping off food. And they're like, oh, that is so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Like, they are wonderful people when I'm dropping off food for them and I just do that oh, like yeah, once dude. a month. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the right. people that are way into it, granted, they're, they're beliefs are nonsense but like they're fucking doing it like if you're giving a guy cpr 
who who just fell down half dead on the sidewalk. I don't care if you're doing it because you think that Obi Wan Kenobi is a real guy, or if you're doing it, <laughs> you, you know, like I don't give a fuck. Right. You're, you're you're being nice. Yep. You know, I I gotta kind of the people that do seem like they really believe. I I gotta kind of admire the the hope that that's gotta bring. You know what I mean? I do because I like my wife and I get in. I don't want to say arguments, but we have a. She she also is a non-believer. Um, she can never make up her mind whether she's atheist or agnostic. She's like maybe there's something out there, but it's not religion. Um, and I'm the same way. I'm like I'm pretty sure there's nothing out there, but if there is, it's not. I something see. I consider myself agnostic now. It, it, the difference. And I, I know everybody's got their own definitions on this. The difference between an atheist and an agnostic. Um, I will pretend to be religious if it will get me laid by a, a religious lady. I'll, yeah, I'll there's nothing the, wrong with that. Absolutely. Where I was going yeah, is my wife and I disagree it, on the concept of karma. You talk about being nice. I just do it because I. it's the least I can do. If I can buy one extra thing and turn it in, i like, fine, I can do that. Whereas she... I don't believe in karma, though. She believes in karma, and I'm like, I, it's all just random. There is no uh, do good, get good, do bad, be bad, you know. I I totally believe in karma. Totally. That's that's I, one of the few I, things I look at that President I, Trump, I, and I'm I feel like, like there's no such thing. I feel like if I just said I didn't believe in karma, something shitty would happen to you by, by the end of the night. Uh, I, 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 all I do is I point at, uh, at our president and say, where, where has he earned any of that? He's That's got true. For his the elder Koch brother his had a pretty good life. fucking ride. Yeah. Yes. Like his right whole way, <laughs> his whole fucking life. He had a pretty good yeah. ride. Yep. I, I Na- look at Nathan, people I'm, like that and I'm like, yeah, it's random. Nathan, I'm going to ask you something. I'm not sure if it's out of line. If it is, just say so. Has your, has your I love the way she, I love when shit starts like this. A- a- anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, no, because I I, I want to give him an out. I don't want I don't want it to be awkward. You know, I want him to. Tamil, I don't want you to have an out. To answer what this man has to say. I love when this happens. <laughs> has your kid asked you about religion yet? Because that just happened in our house yesterday. Yeah, um, it happened a while ago, and I don't really remember. My wife handled it very diplomatically. Uh, she just was sort of like, some people believe this, some people don't. We really don't go to church. It is what it is. It's, you know, uh, and so my daughter was like, oh, all right. Yeah, she she hasn't made anything of it yet. That was, mm. we just sort of like, some people believe, some people don't. Because what we discovered, and I thought this was kind of... I don't want to say weird or freaky. See, my, my girlfriend has, like, um, you, you know, she's got nephews and stuff, and I tell them bigoted things about different religions, but I mix it all up. I'm like, Buddhists run the media, okay? <laughs> don't. They run the banks. You, you know, everything. Don't don't trust those motherfuckers. Don't go to <laughs> yoga, okay? They're, sh- they're, they're shysters, okay? Don't. The Buddhists, shady little shysters. Also, um, you know, the, the Taoists, bunch of fucking suicide bombers. Yeah. Don't like them. I should do that. I like that. But yeah, we didn't mix yeah, up right? the fucking mix up the stereotypes. This is funny. I'll tell you this. Um, my my, and then we can start wrapping it up, or I don't care. We can keep going. Uh, my wife was taught. My everyone's just sitting around. My kid. My my son is doing something. My daughter's seven, and she was eating dinner. And my wife is looking at her phone, reading the news, and she brought up the uh, stabbing. I think it was yesterday or the day before at the the. The house, uh, the the Jewish. I think he was a rabbi. Um, five people were stabbed. Does this ring a bell to either of you? Yeah, yeah. I think it happened yesterday. Yeah. Apparently, the guy so, didn't own a gun. 
Right. He 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 brought like basically a sword. My wife said this was not just a knife. This was a big, so either way. So she's telling me, and then my daughter chimes in. She's like, "What what are you talking about? Do people get killed, stabbed? What do you mean they got cut?" And so my my wife is like, "Oh, well, I got to break this down." She's like, "Well, these people they're called uh, they have a faith called Judaism. They're they're Jewish, and uh, I don't remember what my daughter asked. But the next thing you know, my wife is going down." <laughs> My daughter's seven, and my wife is going down a Holocaust history. She's like, well, the Jewish people have (laughs) been... She's breaking down the whole tour. You see, on the first day of Hanukkah, they light the candle because of this, and the second day is it. Well, she's like, the, the, the people of the Jewish faith have been persecuted for a long time, and they went through this very tragic period called the Holocaust, and I'm like, uh, sweetie, why are... And my daughter's just sitting there, and she, my wife Where like, did the stabbing happen? I'm Hitler. sorry, man. I've been I've been working a lot the last couple of days. I haven't I haven't uh, followed I think that. In Where New was York it? State? I'm not positive. Oh, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, here's here's the weird thing about like I, I, there's been a lot of like anti-Semitic attacks in New York, and don't get me wrong, any kind of like anti-Semitism, racism, all of that, it's it's there's it's it's always uncalled for, and it's 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 never a fucking there's no place for it. That being said. Is there it's a but? Anti- yes. anti-Semitic attacks in New York. I'm like, dude, if you hate Jews that bad, literally just move west about 40 miles. And it's just, it, the world is your oyster, okay? Move to a magical land called Indiana, okay? They've never heard of a Jewish guy there. It's a goddamn utopia for you. You don't have to commit felonies for this. Oh, that's that's funny because that's how the conversation started. My wife actively said, "Wow, uh, in our lifetime, the uptick of anti-Semitism, especially recently, is very alarming." I mean, it's bizarre, and, then, and there's so many places in the country where it's like there's not a huge Jewish population. Like you're doing it in one of the only major cities with like a lot of like just move out of New York if you hate Jews that bad. What the fuck are you doing? You're bombing it being anti-Semitic. I uh, I was traveling somewhere for a show, and I was going through a miniature, tiny, little farm town in Iowa, and it was on a Saturday, and I passed, I think, a family of five to seven Hasidic Jews walking to, I, I would assume synagogue, but I can't imagine, but I was just stunned. I'm like, I am in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and there they are, I mean, full-on uh, uh, uh you know, uh, curls and beards and and the black outfits. I mean, we're not just talking Jewish people. We're Wait, it makes sense, man. I Hasidic. mean, that's kind of like the Jewish version of, um, you, you know, what are they? Uh, the the Amish man, like they, yeah, they they have little communities in in New York where I mean, you you go to a few blocks in Brooklyn or whatever, and I mean, you know, within. I, I, I don't know, like a six, seven block radius. It's basically all uh, Hasidic people. I mean, you go well, you into expect the, the that grocery in store. And, I'm yeah. talking nowhere in Iowa is why it surprised me. I'm like, where? Why the fuck are you living here? But Good that's for what I'm you, saying. But, is, right, is like right. it, it's it's they have their own little community, so it makes sense that it's like, all right, we need to. We need to get away from these fucking heathens. You, you know what I mean? Who ain't got the I curly suppose, fry yeah. sideburns? So we're gonna, seen, you know. I've seen Amish people sitting at a Starbucks though, which is very odd. They with the horse and the buggy, but then are, are they Amish or are they Mennonite? Mennonite can probably get away with it, so it, it could be someone Mennonite. I don't know. They with look the horse and carriage though, at at the Starbucks, I have seen that. I took a picture, sent it to my wife. I was very confused. I was like, how can they? 
you know, come inside and under these lights and uh, have a six dollar coffee. Well, because a lot of people, a lot of people with all the all the rules, like the people who are like, I'm following my book from the desert, my my little Harry Potter book from the desert. I'm following all those rules. What they get really good at is sort of lawyering around those rules, and they're just sort of like, well, I can't watch TV. I'm I'm fucking full blooded uh, Amish, Hasidic, whatever. But if I'm just sitting in a room reading the Bible. And some heathen comes on and presses the TV to turn it on. You know who I paid ten dollars. What the fuck? You, you know, like that's on right. him. Uh, yeah, we've talked I about that. I have a friend who who is a does a it's not a, a taxi a shuttle service for the Amish. I mean, they actively have her phone number, her cell number. Oh, there's a there's a name for that. I yeah. mean, in the Jewish community, it's it's called the Shabbos Goyim. Uh, they they yeah. just pay. <laughs> you goyim, turn on the lights which is a, 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 a yeah. word for non-Jewish but they they pay a goyim to do that I was my my old roommate Shabbos goyim I literally I lit her joint on Yom Kippur so she could get high because she wasn't allowed to use fire wow it's great yeah see it's solid. now that's a church I'd like to check out I've never been to an Amish church I'd like to go to an Amish church because you know what those people got commitment to a bit yes yeah they hold on tight all right, let's uh, let's put a, a cherry on this Sunday. I have had a very fun conversation. Um, I've enjoyed it, but we we've broken the hour mark, which is fine. I hope people are still listening. But as we talked about earlier, with the short attention span in America, I I uh, well, we'll 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 put a cap on it here. Jake, <laughs> glad you uh, uh, showed up. Fantastic, uh, Tony. Thanks for joining the two of us on the podcast. Uh, the Chicago Comedy Scene app. Please look for it in any Chicago's. app store. Chicago's. Chicago's. Yes, you keep. Yes, uh, right. You've corrected me on that twice, and I apologize. Chicago's Comedy Scene. Um, JakeVever.com, NathanTimmel.com, and there you go. Hey, Thanks, thank everyone. you guys so much for having. Thanks me. Thanks for being on, man. It means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Anytime. Anytime. Later. Later.